so add me to the stream. So hey, 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 it's B-Rad Celebrity Hairstylist here, your host of the Hairstylist Empowerment Podcast. I want to say welcome to the Hairstylist Empowerment Podcast. Raise your voice. Hairstylists helping hairstylists across the globe through the spoken word. On today's episode, first we're going to look at what's new, because if you look at my background, you'll see it's new. So we're going to go a little bit through that. Next, we'll have our conversation with Gretchen, and then we're going to go into behind the Mass Beauty Industry Cruise 2023 with Virgin Voyages. So stay tuned. So I want to make sure that um, if you have any questions, just put them in the comments and we'll respond to them below. If you want to say hi, say hi. If you have any questions for our guest, Gretchen, you can mark those in the comments. Also, too, if you're watching live, put live. If you're watching the replay, put hashtag replay. Say hi where you're from and let's get started. So another thing is we're on StreamYard. So if you want to please give access to StreamYard, if you're on Facebook, um, there should be a link above this video here. You want to click that so we can see your name and celebrate you. Boom. And to make sure you follow me on IG at Brad Celebrity Hairstylist. So I'm there. My content is there and you can see me. So let's jump into today's show. So what's new? So like I said before, if you notice the background, it's kind of a new visual. It's kind of fun. It's kind of funky and something different. So a lot of times we have to rebrand ourselves to kind of reinvent or something new or get more organized into, you know, uh, a new flow if if our brains are kind of going that way. So if you see uh, the new studio, the new rebrand, and the new kind of feel. So I want to say the hairstylist empowerment pad, pod. Why am I having so many? <laughs> a little tongue-tied here, so you know it's live. So Hairstylist Empowerment Podcast is not only for hairstylists. We are now expanding to go more of the beauty industry as they go hand in hand. So that means, say, like estheticians or waxing or anybody in the beauty industry, um, mind, body, wellness, uh, that sort of thing. So we're going to start including all that um, as well. Um, I was voted the top 25 must-listen-to hairstylist podcast for 2021 and 2022, the best top 10 Canadian celebrity podcast as well, um, 47,000 downloads on over 30-plus uh, audio uh, podcasts um, and video platforms, including Amazon Music and Audible. Woohoo! So I want to say thank you for making it happen. So today's guest, without further ado, is Gretchen Moore from um, Updo and Hairstyle Education Group. So if you've seen her group, you know she does incredible work. But what you don't know is she has a whole other side that maybe you haven't seen. So we're going to get into that today. So we're going to say Gretchen is a clarity coach. By listening and asking to the right questions, she helps professionals, leaders, and entrepreneurs get clear, whether it's a new direction or realizing new solutions. That's going to be incredible. Uh, she can help you see a clearer path that lines up with your personal goals, vi visions, and calling. So we're going to get right into it. So going to bring her on. Okay, there we are. Hey, so welcome, Gretchen. I'm so glad you came on to the Hairstylist Empowerment Podcast. So I kind of want to jump uh, right into it. So everybody, oh, look, we've already got some comments. So we're going to just jump into that first, see who we have here. 
Oh, there we go. So we have Heather here. So let's cruise. So she's about the cruising, but also um, with Heather, she's doing a thing about rebranding as well. So rebranding your image, rebranding your business, rebranding, you know what I mean, as well. So she says coaches. Yeah. So with our guest today, she's also a coach as well. So I want to say thank you, Heather, for joining us. So we're going to jump in right now with Gretchen. So Gretchen, if you kind of want to Tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of jump into a tiny bit about your background. Great. Thanks for having me and saying hi to Heather. Um, yeah, I, I agree with your direction, Brad, because it's their hairdressers were so more well-rounded and because we're working with people and we're working with our hands and we're artists, but we're also business owners and coaches and managers. And, you know, so I, I kind of like to have this little saying called unleash your niche. And so like taking that direction that fits who you are, how you're wired. Um, for me, you know, the only direction back in the day is your hairdresser and you think, oh, I want to own a salon. So I bought a salon when I was 28 and I had employees and, and it was right when, um, was in the early nineties, right before like the eighties were over. <laughs> like, <where's my> <laughs> <money>? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh, 91, yeah. the recession and uh -huh. you know, all that. And, and so I, by year five, I was an absolute zombie. I, I was a mess. I, I had a breakdown, a huge breakdown. I went on a, um, a retreat to just kind of like find myself and just, lost it there and realized I had to come home and close the salon because it wasn't how I was wired. Mm -hmm. And what I learned is I had gotten discovered at a hair show doing um, finished work backstage for one of my employees and she was working for Goldwell. Mm -hmm. And so the guy in the next room's like, who's doing your finished work? And it was Paul DeGrigley from uh, DeGrigley Academy. Yep, I know him. Yeah, I yeah, know. yeah. So Paul, Paul was in who the doesn't? Next who room. doesn't? <laughs> Paul was in the next room, and he's yeah. like, "Who's that? You know, who's doing that work?" Mm -hmm. So, so then I worked for him for a while, as I also had the salon. But then it really made me realize I'm good at taking care of me. I'm very driven. I I do things on my free time, like studying, rebrand, whatever. You know, writing books. Mm -hmm. I I wrote a book for my lady. Um, business of bridal beauty. And so what I wasn't good at is managing, managing mm. people and managing the, all of that. And that wore me out. So, so even though it crushed me to close that, I moved to a salon closer to home. I became mom again. My kids were mm -hmm. little, they were three and five. My entire staff came with me. It was like, a gift to the salon yes. in my neighborhood, right? He's like, yeah, you guys can come because we knew each other. But that just gave me a new tra trajectory. Mm -hmm. And shortly after that, um, I was with Paul in, in um, IBS in Seattle. <laughs> and he had a meeting with my lady and they wanted him to write a book. And at that time, he wasn't quite mm -hmm. ready. And yeah. I was like, I already started one. Can I have 10 minutes of your appointment with my lady? <laughs> it's my thing, you know? Yeah. Uh -huh. so, that, so that was good. I mean, I managed to pitch a chapter and an outline and all that. And I got the contract for the book. So sometimes things might go wrong, but you haven't failed. You just kind of have to find out how mm -hmm. you're wired and what's next for you. 
Exactly, exactly. Because I was on um, Heather's podcast called Heather Unapologetic. So we sort of talked this about this as well. And I kind of said in that, not every owner is a good stylist, but not every stylist should be an owner. Because yeah. sometimes it's not really a good fit. Because some, some stylists are creative people, but then they're forced into this managerial role with numbers, with managing, when all they want to do is be free and, and creative. So the next question for you, what's something about you that most people familiar with your work wouldn't know? Wouldn't know. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Um, I, I would probably say it's easy for me to get up and do an updo and talk over the head. The yeah. head is like a buffer because okay. I'm so used to talking while I'm doing hair. But if I was just to get up and speak, I mean, I have a, so much bur bursting in my spirit. Um, I think what people probably don't know is that I left the industry in 2005. And for seven years, my husband and I, we sold our house. We sold our car. We had to find homes for our dogs and our cats. And, and we became mm -hmm. missionaries. So oh, we were wow. American missionaries. We were in New Hampshire at a, a farm. And it was a working mm -hmm. farm. And it was for that's recovery. Cool. OK. And uh, so that's something people don't know. And so I'm up there like, I'm on a farm now. I'm from the Glitz and Glamour wedding. And I'm literally at the farm. I'm weeding. I'm in charge of a group of young women who are in recovery. And we're weeding in the dirt. And I get a phone call on my cell phone from one of those bridal TV shows. Mm. I'm like, is that any interesting weddings coming up? We'd love to put you in the show. And I'm like, wow. Too late. Too late, man. Too late. No. <laughs> and so then that was seven years. And we mm -hmm. came back and um, ran a halfway house for men. And and so then I like 2017, I'm like, I miss hair. And I started, I think in 2018, I started the Facebook group and oh, wow. started doing weddings again. So I've been out of weddings for 10 years. I've been mm -hmm. out of the industry for 10 years. And the shift that I saw was huge. So I had to relearn how everything worked yes. and get my social footprint back up and, you know, and all that. So well, and especially with styles, too, because being a decade out, yes, there's always some classics that will always work. But then did you find, too, you had to um, kind of retrain yourself a little bit yeah. and say, what's happening now? What are people looking for? And especially, too, if you're going to be a mentor for others by having a group, you're the one they're supposed to be looking to. Um, so how did you find putting the group together and having it grow? Did you work to make the group grow or did it naturally kind of organically happen for you? I did my research. I hired a coach. Mm -hmm. um, I thought, you know, I looked to see who else was out there. So Lisa Enos with the, um, the easy. Yeah, Lena, yeah she's been name. on my show a couple of times. Yes, and I've seen yeah. <laughs> So she yeah. and I have become friends and we're chatted. Yeah. And um, so I I wasn't sure how long Boho was in. Mm -hmm. Like, was it starting or was it on yeah. its way out? You know, mm -hmm. so I had to poll, do a lot of polls. I had to um, just watch a lot of other people, follow a lot of other people, mm -hmm. see what was going on on Instagram. And then I basically took my updo system that I've been teaching for decades and, mm -hmm. and I shifted and altered it to make things softer, looser yes. and 
Um, so yeah, I didn't find it difficult to switch, but I think that is helpful to a lot of stylists who are older that are used to the nineties updos or the tight updos mm -hmm. and all that kind of, how do they break it down? And then the kids who know nothing but boho don't know mm -hmm. how to make the hairstyle stay up. And you, you love vintage. I love vintage. Yes. That, that's another yeah. whole teasing and, you know, so I think you don't have to feel like you're in a bubble or it's over. You always can relearn. Exactly. Exactly. So the same, yeah, with shout out to Tracy. I think Tracy has been an integral part with salontraining.com. I think that's how a lot of us kind of met. Yes. We we're all educators in the same group. Um, she, she's the same. What we're talking about again, she's rebranding. She's like getting all that. And sometimes you have to make life decisions and you got to change things. Like you doing, doing a, a, you know, just like a turnaround Um you know, as well. Oh yeah. Her trainings are so good. So Thank it's, you. it's when people are raving and they're, they're putting stuff out. I think that's what we really want. We want to create these super fans. that are kind of advocates for us that will promote that without having to say anything, you know, they're like, you better, you know, you should go to his or her class. You should do this. You should do that. And same like pinup for me, it's not something I ever thought I'd fall into, but I love the vintage era. So I used to do years of theater and film and stage and all that kind of stuff but I didn't go to do regular hair I always did vintage so I do anything from like 1890 to 1960 70s 80s is pretty easy you know what I mean 80s everybody just had big hair well that's the thing because it, doing brides in the 80s like for me late 80s but everybody had braids the bride had a braid the flower girl had a braid the, everybody had a braid and then after that everybody wanted all these curls so we went from just braiding hair to all these curls and now all these styles and all this kind of stuff that is just you know what I mean but now everybody wants easy they want simple they want you know they don't want to put 500 pins in the hair they don't want to um, you know what I mean they, they want as easy as possible like you said you left for 10 but now you're kind of starting over again with a kind of a new a new place so i'm going to ask like what's the biggest challenge you're facing right now so with kind of moving and doing all that and starting up like a business again how do you do that or how do you promote yourself again how do you get yourself back out there that, that's very good because when i was working down in southern connecticut i was near new york and what i did back then is I was really working hard in our industry, trying to like make a name for myself. And so then I, I totally rebranded and I said, you know what, I'm going to go over to the wedding industry and I'm going to be the only hairdresser over there. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to work with wedding planners and I'm going to show uh. them what the wedding morning is like after you spend a year and a half with your bride and you just send her to the salon. And because mm -hmm. I wrote the book for my lady, Yes. It was kind of like waking the salons up to what a wedding component could be profitable for them if there were systems in place. Mm -hmm. And so then when I came back now, I'm like, all right, I kind of went the road of the wedding planners again and reached out to a few and everyone's like, well, do you have five star reviews? And I'm like, I'm just starting again. You know, <laughs> a pile of letters from my old brides. They don't yes. matter. Okay. <laughs> So then I'm like, all right, got to get a lot of models, got to get a lot of brides, got to get a lot of people that I know that mm -hmm. make reviews for me. And um, and then to uh, network locally. And then mm -hmm. I just did a talk in my group this week about 
doing a Google website. Google websites are free and the search engine optimization for you and your area, when you tag your posts where you live and you tag um, anything that you do on Instagram or Facebook. Mm -hmm. So people are finding me and I'm not really even advertising. And so I, I shared with that my group and I got a message from Google. And it's like, oh, your, your views on your Google page are up 800 people. And I'm like, so it's like a door. So Google page is a door because you can put your website there and then they can see your branding. Then they can see all that you are and who you are and all that. And, um, you know, so that's, that's good because the branding, especially for bridal is, is super important. And do you find that going live, especially live in your group, live and just showing you working makes a real difference to get people drawn to you as opposed to is it either doing nothing at all or just having like a standalone website and that's it? Uh, I think so. And I think not only just to grow my group and grow my courses because I have courses on some platforms, but I, and I, am I trying to, I just joined an artist group. So I'm, I'm also do art and And so I'm trying to, you know, help these people like do your Instagram and do your Facebook and tag your art. And, and for, even for the hairdressers, you, you, for your salon, you need to show up online. Mm -hmm. Um, I was interviewed last week by a wedding planner and a photographer. They're in New Haven, Connecticut. It's a big Mm -hmm. area. She's beautiful work. Even they were afraid to go live online. Yeah. You've got to bite your cheek to stop your teeth from chattering and do it or practice when no one's watching or just mm-hmm. do it and record yourself on zoom. It It's super hard in the beginning, but it doesn't really matter if you screw up because you just really are presenting who you are and you're going to attract your people. And in my group, I do like to interview a lot of other professionals and people who have niches and it's not just me and I don't kind of like this follower thing. Don't please don't follow me <laughs> Come <laughs> and then be empowered to exactly. become your best self. Come be yeah. your best self. Find other people in the group you connect with, you know, come on live yourself. Please come on live and teach and yourself. And I want it to be more of a platform than really about mm-hmm me. <laughs> yeah. And I know, because I know when I first started being on camera, I didn't like how I looked at all, even though I've been in movies, I've been in music videos, I've been, but that's a job. This is a passion, which is different. I don't get paid for this unless somebody wants to donate. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but you know, even, even me at 40, 40, almost 47,000 downloads. I mean, yeah, I still get tongue tied. I still, but the thing is being not perfect shows you're real. Yes. And then everything, because if everything is too perfect, people are going to have these, you know what I mean? But speaking Absolutely. of perfect, we got Tracy there. She put in, <laughs> you're getting these reviews already coming out. I took a class from Gretchen and it was truly the best taught class, updo class I've ever had in 20 years. Anyone wanting to learn more bridal, prom, etc., Gretchen is your girl promise you. So that's amazing when people will just kind of say, you know, say stuff and just, just rave reviews like that. I don't think money can, can buy (laughs) that sort of thing. But what advice would you give to someone pursuing a career uh, path similar to your own? 
that wants to be in the bridal kind of business or updo business or wants to start a group or, you know, just basically all the stuff you've done. Yeah. And, yeah. and I've been doing some research on you. I don't think we have enough time to go through everything I found. <laughs> it's like, wow, this person blows me away. Uh, I feel the <laughs> really? same way about you because I did my research too. <laughs> Well, it took me two um, years I, to get all my stuff off Google, but <laughs> um, I would say, what's your goal in the moment? Because we have seasons in life. So there's seasons where you're going to grow yourself. You're following your, your clientele base where you are, or is your goal to work for products company is your, I mean, it's not as much magazines these days and I'm finding it's a lot harder to get in magazines than it was in the past. Cause if I'm not buying ads, it's kind of hard to get noticed, but yes. you know, social media opens up a lot of pathways, but what is your end game? Because you could be spinning, spinning, spinning and posting and tagging all these companies get on the computer and Go down to contacts, find out who are real people that you can really email and say, hey, what's the best way for me to be involved with your company? Go on anyone who works in the company and look up their Instagram and start talking to them and making comments and making yourself known. You're not being a pest. They're not just going to randomly find, I mean, they will, they might, I mean, Paul found me at a hair show, but I still had to do my work. I mean, I had to drive two and a half hours to be at his school by 10 a.m. to teach a class. Like, you have work to do, but to kind of know what you want now in this season. Is it building my, you know, my salon where I live? So then locally get connected with groups and try to get speaking engagements. If you want to build your suite, then show up, like find out when all the art fairs are and show up and do braids all day on the kids, you know, like just constantly find ways that you can just kind of get off the social and get into your community, um, whether it's groups or talks at the library. And that's good for local. And if you want to do, you know, your social following, I kind of feel bad for the kids or like, follow me and I'll follow you back. And it's like, yeah, you could be doing that forever, but who are you? Like, what do you want out of your career and where are you taking it and, and what's going on now for you? So in my group, what's been exciting is there's one young bridal up person who was in my group. And all of a sudden I'm seeing her shift being now a photographer. She's mm -hmm. teaching all the girls how to best photograph and do the apps and all that for now that their social media posts are better. So she found her niche in the photography realm and now she's got her own group mm -hmm. and I got goosebumps because to me, that's, that's the empowerment piece. Yes. You know, that's where she's going. And then there was a young girl who was posting braids and, and I could tell she was um, shy and scared, but she was really talented. And I, and I got her to go live and I got her to come on the group. And now she's like growing like crazy doing braids. And so I, I don't know. I think it is, it's a, it's a platform to help people. The same thing mm -hmm. that you're saying, this is all about helping others. I've had my career. I'm, you know, 
I just want to give back and I'm not ready to quit. <laughs> yeah. And that's exactly it. And that's one thing I think is that's how we leave our legacy is by teaching others. And if they can carry on, you know, and going back to the follow me, follow, you know, I mean, follow me, follow you or, or like for like or whatever. The only thing is all these groups is, and this is one thing that gets me is the people that post for, you know, other hairstylists to come to them. <laughs> like, it's like hair color special. Well, you don't put it into a group of hairstylists, right? Or follow me and I'll follow you. The thing is, you want people to follow you that are going to be actual customers. You don't want people to follow you unless it depends. If you're a coach, if you're someone who mentors, then yes, you do. If you're a stylist looking for clientele, because you're the best in balayage, you want paying clientele. You don't want to promote to other stylists to follow. Yes, it looks great. You have lots of followers. But then again, if it's not really turning into revenue for you, it's probably not, <laughs> not the best platform. I'd rather have three people that are paying clients than 10,000 that never like. And you see that a lot on social media. People will, they have 10,000 followers or whatever, and they post something, they have three likes. So you think, okay, something must be, something must be up there. So I'm going to go to our, oh, so, yep. So then um, Heather's saying, yep, the impact that we have. So basically, yeah, it's right. The impact you're going to make with your group. And a lot of people say, watch the replay. We'll go to your, uh, you know, post later, things like that. Um, and the the biggest thing is like today with, and, and I thank Tracy and Heather and say like everybody that's coming on that, uh, you know, to get involved, to be engaged. And that's the thing, let's say like doing videos or showing how to, you know, do something, do something better. We always need that support. And I think that's what we're there to do. So who has been your biggest supporter, mentor, role model over the course of your career? Um, well, certainly I've had tremendous support from Paul. He's always been just, you know, he, he, BTW, Gretch, BTW, BTW, <laughs> Gretch, best in the world, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and, and so the, the friendship there has been, been a lot of fun and, um, his energy is infectious. And, and then I guess I would say, I, I just, I'm a, uh, have a high curiosity and I'm always researching and reading and getting in the back end of, you know, <laughs> <laughs> trying to, uh, you know, I don't, just be inspired, I guess, by everybody. And I love young people. I think mm -hmm. because when I was, um, had my salon at that time, I also worked in our youth group at our church. And so, and I loved the fifth graders and nobody liked the fifth graders. And I'm <laughs> like, I thought they were the cutest crazy age, you know? Yes. And so I love young people. I love, literally, I'll tell you, I like prom better than weddings. I love young people. So I love the young people who are in the industry and who are doing the cool things. And I know I can't like, you know, I don't have any tattoos and, <laughs> you know, and all that, but, but I love to see what they're doing and I love to be inspired by them and then support them in any way. And, um, I just love people, you know, in that regard. And yeah, I would say if you're, um, wanting to do, I'm a big, big promoter of model nights. So when mm -hmm. I had my salon, I 
would get, uh, I would do a lot of model nights and I would get a lot of the local teens and do photo shoots in the salon with a local photographer and a local wedding gown shop. And those days are not over. Everything's not online. Nope. <laughs> you have to be in person. And so then that buzz, you know, there was five high schools in my area. Mm-hmm. And the minute prom date was released, I, yes. I booked, I booked, I booked, I booked. And, yep. then and I everybody figured, wants to. Yeah, everybody yeah, wants everybody to get wants in. Yeah. Yep. So this can bring us. Of, yeah. So, so, so it's like, how can I do more girls at once? So that was mm-hmm. also part of the system. Yes. You know, I work on three heads, bring your friends. They're actually better and more relaxed when their friends are around them. So don't be afraid of like prom kid bringing a friend. No, let mm-hmm. them bring their friends. Just, it, it helps. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, and you need that motivation to get up and in the mornings to go. So what really motivates you now to do another Facebook video, to do a bridal party, to do some graduation, to to get out there? Because a lot of people, I think, too, can get kind of tired. And now because let's say you're changing your life, you're moving or, you know, you have to kind of restart again, reestablish, rebrand. So kind of what gets you motivated to get out there and just kind of do it? Rather than just saying, I just want to lie in bed and I'll just, you know, it'll come to me eventually. (laughs) I think when you are 100% in your core passion, it's not work. Mm -hmm. And there's so many, sometimes too many things I want to do. I spent the last day and a half. So I get uh, Vogue magazine digital and then they just released the Gilded Age is the Met Gala, you know, theme for this year. And so then I spent a day and a half yesterday and last night finishing a video on some tutorials for, for the Gilded Age. And I just, I like that stuff. You know, I, 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 whenever there's a movie star, I love to search the Instagram and just get a tutorial out there. I, I enjoy that. Um, for the brides, I'm kind of almost getting too many brides already. Mm-hmm. And so I've had to niche myself down and say, I'm going to do four or less and specialize in second time brides because mm-hmm. I help them manage their children and their teenagers and all that for the day. So now when I work with the makeup artists, I can say, this is who I am and this is what I take. Mm-hmm. And then I still teach at Paul's school uh, once a month. So I'll make poster boards for the kids and I'll, you know, try to find out. I don't go in with a um, curriculum. I, I kind of read the room and go in with my heads and then just really try to meet, yes, lifelong learning for sure. Try to meet the needs of where I am and who's in front of me, um, which I'm not like hardcore one thing, only one thing. Yeah. I've never been that person. So I've accepted that. Yeah, do you find do you find that say working with a second time bride, who is better, a first time bride or a second time bride? How are they different? <sighs> well, I, wrote a- <laughs> I know, I know that side. I know that side. Oh, I have my book right here. This is yep, um, hold her up. Yeah, the morning of your wedding, mm-hmm. and it's all the things that happened because hotel weddings are different than. Airbnbs are different than a resort are different than weddings at a mansion or different. I did a wedding on the, the cyclone roller coaster in New York city, like an aquarium. So the Avenue or venue rather is different. The second time brides, 
if her personality is like, I want everyone to be happy. Well, you know what? Your new 13-year-old stepdaughter might not be too happy about this whole change of her life. Yes. And so I have to try to like read how is the bride? Is she all about wanting everything to be perfect or is she chill and laid back? It's really, I think it comes down to personality types because you can have first-time brides that are super cool and super, super yes. anxious and second-time brides the same way. So just trying to help them navigate the timeline and to me, that's more important is that the timeline works and that she has a good start to her morning. Mm -hmm. So is the getting ready room large enough? If it's not large enough, tell me. I'll call the hotel. I'll go visit the getting ready room. Mm -hmm. Then you need to book a suite. Do you have people who want to get dressed, you know, in a separate room and hair and makeup in a separate room? And just try to help them to navigate things or you know the bride's sister's maid of honor is divorced the kids are in the mm -hmm. wedding and she's not happy her younger sister's getting married after she just got divorced and so she doesn't even show up to get her hair done so yeah. it's like all this navigating of emotions really mm -hmm. that's truly what happens at a wedding party more so than hair exactly exactly because they're already nervous enough they've already got so much on their plate it's the, you know, for them, it's their perfect day, the perfect quote unquote princess wedding or whatever they kind of want. Yes, some people are chill. And then some people are, you know, I've been, I've done wedding parties and, you know, the, the groom goes to pick up the cake and the whole top slid off. I've had that happen before. I've had one bride, which is very sad. Her groom got in a car accident the day of the wedding. Right. So and it ended up being fatal. But, you know, so there's all these things that you have to be there for and be prepared for. You know what I mean? And a lot of people really don't kind of understand. But what's a, the most um, what's what do most people misunderstand about your field of work? Um, I would probably say it's the, the people component. It's the reading of the personality types. Um, I think when I first started my salon, my husband was in quality control. And he was bringing home, he worked for, the family had an uh, aerospace, and he had to work with the government and making sure things were right. And so I started reading his quality control books. And so systems, again, was a big mm. thing that came into my mind at that time. And then as I moved on, he went back to school to be a therapist. And so then our whole world shifted and we had a special needs daughter as well. And so she brought a lot of, uh, she's, she's beautiful and she's wonderful. And I, and I hope to bring her on the cruise. She wants to come. She's yeah. excited to go. She's uh, 37 and yep. my other daughter's 35. And um, so the, the idea of, um, it'll come to me. I'm having a senior moment. It's okay. <laughs> we're all human. We're all human and we're real and it's live. Yeah. And yeah. whatever flows, flows. Yeah. Okay. Misunderstood. I'm glad you have the question there, right? Yes. So, misunderstood. And what I learned when my husband went back to school for counseling, and then I also got, well, during our coaching training years, we had a lot of seminars and a lot of training. And I got trained in premarital coaching and I worked in the recovery field. So I was a, a, a teacher. Of, of the kids. And so what I had to learn was personality types. And I read people's journals. 
that I did for seven years. I, there's tears on their pages. I mean, some yep. serious trauma. And so I had to really learn that the, the idea of working with people and, and not having that judging. You have, your sanguine bride wants to have fun all the time and your melancholy bride, you know, she might be anxious. And then this bride, and then there's mothers you got to deal with. So yes. it's the most misunderstood thing is that you're just not going to learn how to do hair and makeup and be a successful wedding person. Mm-hmm. There's a much broader um, array of skills that you could develop and you learn as you go. Um, but also you could learn from me too. <laughs> of course. You know what I mean? And it takes that passion. And a lot of people don't realize, yes, so there's a passion for the hair or the passion to do, as you say, bridal. But a lot of people, you know what I mean? They, they don't understand all that other part, the misunderstanding part. So when did you first become passionate about your chosen field? So when did you know you kind of wanted to be in this industry? Well, that's really funny because my, um, probably when I was, if I look at back at my Barbie dolls and, and I'd like to make their clothes and do their hair. Mm-hmm. And, and so I guess my mother would always say, and it's not a good thing, but it's what I grew up hearing. Gretchen, if you keep bringing home C's, you're going to end up a hairdresser. Yeah. And so this artistic field in our generation, so I was born in 61. And so throughout the seventies, you know, she wanted me to go to school and I went to college for a year. And so when I got married to my husband at 19 and um, she's like, well, what are you going to do? Flip hamburgers? You might as well go to beauty school. And I'm like, and I was like so excited. Like I can go to beauty school. <laughs> so, um, and then in beauty school, there was a day when the little ding, ding on our bell on our mm-hmm. door and in walks this girl and her mom and the girl's crying. Mm-hmm. She's in a prom dress. Yes. And the mom's there and I'm thinking, why is she here? Her hair's already done. And, and it was 1980. So you mm-hmm. still had some people doing the old fashioned bouffant these yes. kind of too much mm-hmm. tea, right? Yes. And so she comes in and the hairdressing teacher's like, oh my God, what do they do to you? And she's <laughs> ripping out pins and she's brushing, brushing, brushing. Yep. And I'm like, I'm 19. All right. And I'm yep. like mesmerized. Like, what did this woman just do? The girl went from tears to happy. Mm-hmm. And that empowering piece was like, oh my gosh, I could ruin someone's day if I get it wrong, if I don't read them right, if I don't do it in a way that I wanted to leave happy. So I think this whole trajectory of systems and people and learning what really makes the day good and the bride happy is way more than just the hair. Exactly. And it's it's how we look at things, how we kind of say a lot of people would just kind of look at that client, you know what I mean? And say just because we went to school, we have a piece of a piece of paper, but that doesn't necessarily make you you have to wear so many more hats when and you're right with with um let's say having it, you have to really be there with that client, assist them, you know, and kind of give them what they want. Because a lot of people get misguided, get the wrong kind of um, advice growing up, or as I say, and like you said, you can be a hairdresser, you got excited, but usually from the 50s, you only were a hairdresser if you couldn't get a real job. So because they thought it took no talent to become a hairstylist. But if you could give advice to your 16 year old self, what would it be? 
So this is before the spouse, before the... <laughs> I would say, take a look behind me. I want to be an interior decorator. And and then, so there was a season two where my, oh, we still do. My husband and I like to flip houses mm -hmm. and I love to decorate. And and so I, there wasn't, I guess when I, I went to a bridal event at the Institute, um, in New York City, it was a bridal event at the one of the art institutes that the fashion industry and all that. And I'm like walking through the classrooms in the hallways and there's the bookstore, right? The college bookstore is full of sewing patterns, coloring books, like all these things that have to do with fashion and beauty and hair. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I did not know about this back then. If I had known there was a path where... Yes. I could be the interior decorator. I could um, do that. Um, I think that might have been my my path. Mm -hmm. So I think the kids today, and we we deal with a lot of teenagers, and and um, it it's give yourself some grace and some time, and try to be okay if you're like sucked in on one thing and you love animals, or if you're yep. you know over here and you love cooking and. And so it's, it's, I know friends are important, but it's okay to be a, a, a loner in a sense to really find out who you are. Exactly. And a lot of times, you know, people will choose a direction and they're like, why did I make a mistake? I should have done, you know, this sort of thing. But what's an example of a mistake or failure that you experienced and what did you learn from it? I would certainly say the, um, I thought, in my 20s, that if I just created the perfect salon, that all the hairdressers would be happy to come to work. <laughs> and that was that was a wake up call. Mm -hmm. And um, and so that failure mistake of misreading my gifts and talents. Um, <clears throat> I think when you're constantly as a child trying to be directed in a, in a direction that doesn't fit who you are, it takes you longer to find out who you are and what you're mm -hmm. good at. And um, the same thing for my brother. Like my mom was all about college, like, cause she didn't grow up in that. And our other, my dad's side, they were all like my great grandmother went to college. So she's like, Oh, you gotta be like this side of the family. And unfortunately, maybe both my brother, not unfortunately, but mm -hmm. my brother and I were artists. Yes. And, and she just, yeah, it, it, she didn't come around to that for quite a while. So um, if you can do your your journey and, um, you know, just what's good about social media is you can find out people, you can find people to follow and people who are interested in the things that you're interested in. And and like I, I, I said to my husband last night, because he was listening to a guy on YouTube and I'm like, Fritz, you can go on his YouTube channel and he's a real person and you can comment to him and you can talk to him and find out how and what he's doing. And it's the same. We're not untouchable us no. behind the screen. We are, we're normal everyday people. And so look at your artists that way too. And if you're in school and you love what this person's doing, get on their social, reach out to them. Mm -hmm. yeah, D them. DM, PM. Yes, it, it's so yes. because before, 
I think anybody with influence, they were kind of separated from us. So you couldn't have any contact. Or if you sent a fan letter or whatever, some office or some auto thing sent you a thing. It was never them. But now it's it's much easier. And say it doesn't hurt to try. Like you say, I could reach out to you. You could reach out to me. We either contact each other or say, I'm too busy. I'm not interested. That's fine. So at least you know, but at least you tried. Exactly. So it's, it's much better... And always in, uh, as we kind of wrap up our section here, um, so on the Hairstyles Empowerment Podcast, we always have each guest kind of leave our listeners with a nugget of gold. What kind of nugget of gold would you like to leave for our listeners? I would say the, the biggest nugget of gold is to be curious. If, if you have questions or interest, be curious reach out, um, talk to people, DM people, like you said, and, and learn what you can. Um, I remember, like you said, you, you, I, I started volunteering to do hair for school plays and for, um, hi Heather, (laughs) you know, for, for other things. And I would go to the library and I would look up, all right, I had to do hair for an opera singer. And then we had to transition her from one costume to another. She was a male. And then, um, you know, so I did my research and went, went to the library and looked up the history of hair and what, what the period was. And so I guess it's like, don't think you can't do it or don't think you're not going to do it right. Or I'm not good enough or I'm not. So work on your inner self. There's plenty of apps and therapy apps and, and, you know, so you could do your inner work. You could, you could, you could learn how to meditate and listen to your inner self and, and then, be curious. Don't, don't stop yourself. You know, there, there's no right or wrong. You just, just go for it. That's right. And that's incredible kind of wisdom to, to impart with everyone as well. We, we talked a lot today on hair, but you also have another side to you, which I want to bring you back again, if you're interested, but where we talk about clarity and we talk about that kind of stuff where, you know, people see you doing the updos and they see you doing that, but they don't see the other side, the coaching and the mentoring and the clarity. And the. so I want to get you back for that. So as we kind of uh, wrap, wrap up this kind of section, um, how can listeners uh, connect with you online? Absolutely. So I'm on Instagram and uh, Facebook. I have my updo group on Facebook. I have a wedding Facebook page. Um, my, I put my email out there. If you go into a Facebook page, you can find the person's email. You can direct message me. I will talk to anyone and everyone <laughs> who's interested. Yes, <laughs> that's great. We'll also put the links um, on all the social media as well. Um, so then that way people can get in touch. Or as I say, you can also email um, as well, or email the show here at Hairstylist Empowerment Podcast at Outlook.com, and we'll make sure that um, Gretchen gets the message. So I want to say thank you, Gretchen, for an amazing conversation. Next, we're going to bring up, uh, we're going to talk about the cruise that the Beauty Industry Cruises is having. Um, if you would like to stay, I'd love you to stay for this part. If you're busy, um, we, we can chill, but if you want to stay, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I'm more than happy to stay. Okay. <laughs> so, so next our section here, we're just going to get rid of this. 
Okay, it's one of those things where, okay, here we go. So we'll get rid of that. So our next section is about the behind the mask, uh, beauty industry cruise, Mayan soul. What's it all about? So let's watch. <laughs> Right, so that's the Beauty Industry Cruises, Mayan Soul, May 7th to 12th, 2023 on Virgin Voyages, Scarlet Lady. So they leave from Miami, um, and then they have a day at sea, which is an education day. They have Costa Maya, which is the Mayan Runes. Um, another day at sea, which is more education, uh, the Beach Club at Bimini, where they're going to do a VIP um, Naha shoot. So they're going to have a whole uh, thing there, and they're actually going to... Uh, they're one of those things where you get the, the brain gap sort of thing. They're actually going to submit it as a group to Naha. So under the group as well. And they're back in Miami. So I just kind of want to talk to you, Gretchen. What, what do you think the idea of having educators on a ship for five days? <laughs> so you, you as an educator, do you think it's something great to attend? Do you think it's something great that you know, would be a value for people to, to teach on. I always found that anytime you change your location, it also changes your mindset. Kind of what do you think about it? I absolutely agree. Because you change what you know, you take away your security, and you show up, you learn about yourself, and then you you discover ways that you can empower people. And you can get close to people. You can, mm -hmm. you know be there. And every time I hear the music, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, um, and that's the same, isn't that, like you say, it's a mental shift. So music yes. can change your mind. Um, uh, like there could be anchors that kind of, you know, put you in a place or bring you somewhere. And that's really kind of, like you said, I think you wanted to do that with the girl who had the, 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 who came in, who was crying, you brought her to a different place and now she was happy. Right. So part right. of it, I think, is the work you did, but part of it's probably being there for her and 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 enabling that shift as well for her. Yeah. yeah. Right. So then she yeah. she's kind of in it. Um, I'll let you keep going. I think I interjected. I get kind of excited. No, no. And I get in there. No, but it's so like, exciting. It is. Yeah. I think for an educator, you know, I, I like to get up close and personal, and I like to get feedback from people. People in my group are like, I. I saw you 15 years ago with Paul in person, you know, and I'm like, Oh, that's awesome. You know, what's going on with your life now? And, um, 
So for them to come, gosh, I can't even imagine how exciting it can be to, to, to watch people that close and mm -hmm. for the educators to really see the impact that they can have mm -hmm. on those around them. Um, and, and to have that like mix of play and fun and, and then learning it, it's, I, I, it's a thousand times better than. Yeah. I think the, the, experience, at, uh, they, in New York. Exactly. Like the experience alone, just to network or just to meet people, or as I say, like even how some of us all kind of met online, same with Heather that's watching as well with Tracy, because we, we kind of all met through salontraining.com, you know, online. But then I think it's kind of the thing when now they see, or say they're watching this conversation now, and then they see us on the ship and then they're like, wow, you're almost kind of like a, a celebrity. People are like to see you in real life because they think, oh, that's Gretchen. I see all her stuff. She's so amazing. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they have a pretty great lineup of educators. So, so far, there's David um, Kinnickson, who, if you know the Hand Cutters Handbook, Naha winner, Francesca Rivetti, who's also been a five-time nominee, who's oh. an incredible uh, cutter as well. All the way from Scotland, there's a multi-award winning extreme and updo and bridal stylist, who I think you know is Heather Robertson. So it, it's like there's so many people coming on board. There's also now just released today, healthy, touch-free, airbrush makeup artist, uh, a specialist, Lise Clero. And so it's um, th there's a great amount of people that are coming. And these are all like high, high-end educators. And it's not run-of-the-mill. It's not, you know, even to meet probably one of these people, it's worth it. You know, yeah. even probably if you went and, you know, just just to see you would be worth it, you know, because you have so much experience and so much, uh, you know, uh, life and say, once I have you back on again, we want to go to the flip side. We've done kind of the the tactical with the hands, but next time we're going to go to the shift and work more with the mind, which I think is still really important for anybody in any business. But I think us, too, because we're really up close and personal with people with clients, with other coworkers, or like you said, you opened your salon and you thought you build it, they will come and everything's going to be wonderful. And then you end up, you know, being a babysitter to all these people and having to, you know, be a negotiator or be the mediator or be the, you know, yeah. uh, resolve. And you're like, I just want to do hair and that's it. I don't want to have to, people should just come in and work and put money in my till. It doesn't really, <laughs> it doesn't really work that way. No. You know what I mean? And so many, um, so many think of it like that sort of thing. But right now, if you kind of want to get in on this, um, if you book now, you receive 20% off with a minimum of 20% down or 30% off if you pay in full at the time of purchase. It now has been extended to the end of the month, which is about another nine days. Um, so they have some great rates, some great deals. They have solo cabins for people that just want to be on their own, that don't want another roommate, or you can also go and uh, room with a roommate or just have a larger cabin for yourself. Yes, it's not till May, uh, May of next year. But the thing is, if you put your deposit down now, you get the best cabin choice um, and you get the best pricing. Plus, if you put your 20% down, you don't have to pay in full until January 7th of 2023 of next year. So it gives people a lot of time to kind of get 
things together sort of thing. And if you're interested, you can check out the website at www.beautyindustrycruises.com. Remember to share, invite people to their group, which is Behind the Mask, Beauty Industry Cruises. You can be among the almost thousand people that are in the group. Um, and then they're all like-minded people that are kind of in, you know, in there to, to share. And you know, as say yourself, Gretchen, what it's like having a group, the kind of energy that's inside a group, what the benefits are of having the group, you know, and making the most of a group. There's still so much we can talk. Like I haven't even touched the surface with you and we've already talked for like almost an hour. So, <laughs> so I thank you guys. If you're still, if you're still on and you're still listening, but if you've got a question, uh, show idea, or you would like to be a guest, you can email me at hairstyles empowerment podcast at outlook.com. Or as I say, we'll put all the links as well. If you want to contact Gretchen, uh, Gretchen directly and she'll get back to you. I want to say thank you for everybody for listening. And if you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, and Spotify, we'll see you guys on the flip side. So I want to say thank you, Gretchen, and we'll see everybody next time. Thanks, Brad.